Hey, it's Alan Ferguson. Thanks again for joining me on this episode of Pipeline to Profitability, the podcast for home service professionals. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Service Success Academy. Today, I'm joined by Ian Shatanis, known in the industry as the HR Guy. Ian is co-owner and senior HR and safety consultant at The Big Picture Consulting. Ian began his career as a technician for the US Navy, where he specialized in advanced electronics, performing maintenance on the three largest air conditioning units on the ship. Now with over a decade of experience as a nationwide HR and safety compliance consultant, Ian has made a name for himself as the HR guy, the person business owners turn to for all their HR and safety consulting needs. Ian has a well-established knowledge base specifically geared to assist service providers. Ian has personally helped hundreds of companies build their company culture and prevent or minimize financial damage caused by employee lawsuits, investigations, audits, and more. So let's welcome Ian to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Ian, and uh, I'm really looking forward to today because um, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Ian and what you do, but um, this is an exciting topic for me, which is basically getting incentive plans in place because what gets rewarded gets done, right? Welcome to the podcast, Ian. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, been, uh, you know, we've known each other for quite some time and run in a lot of the same circles. Uh, so it's always good when our paths cross again, and I really appreciate the opportunity to kind of spread the word of what I do as the HR guy, and then also, you know, specifically about compensation plans, which has been a passion of mine for pretty much the 15 years that I've been working with the trades as an HR consultant. It, it, there's so many things that employers overcomplicate or they're just not doing correctly that are leaving them open for outside entities to come in and, you know, kick over their sandcastles. So, uh, you know, for those that don't know me, you know, I'm Ian Scotanis. Uh, I'm better known as the HR guy all across Facebook. Um, I started Big Picture Consulting about four years ago after working for another company for 10 years and all exclusively with the trades. Um, I come from a technical background myself. I didn't start off as HR. I was a technician working at Best Buy and Geek Squad. I did advanced electronics in the Navy. Nothing would have led to HR except for the fact that I was an opinionated technician who felt underappreciated. I lashed out at a senior tech who was making more money than I did um, when I had to fix all of his stuff. So it's exactly that course which led me to really study up on compensation plans and what you can do and how to streamline everything towards that end to motivate employees, do it right so that it's sustainable by the company. Because you have multiple needs and it just all folds into HR. It sure does. And uh, look, I, uh, in my experience over the last 30, 30 plus years being involved in the trades, I've found that um, 
I, I was going to say 90% plus, but it's probably 99% plus of companies have issues with with staff because, uh, you know, wouldn't it, uh, wouldn't it be great if um, we didn't have to employ people and have clients, but uh, it's not the world we live. And uh, yeah, so most companies tend to get in strife with uh in the HR side of things. And, you know, one thing, you know, we, we were running our business for quite a few years successfully before I started to get involved with the U S and, um, you know, we introduced flat rate pricing, um, you know, back around 2005 to Australia. And then that brought the sale, the model that, you know, most companies, most service companies are running, uh, in Australia. And that's probably for us, it opened up it opened up uh, a few issues um, for me with incentives and and rewarding staff the right way and having the different types of technicians. You know, we had the the guys that just like to do the work. We've got the service guys who they might sell a little bit of work, and then we've got the the sales guys, and we stopped calling them sales guys for you know for the obvious reasons. But um, there's different incentives for each of those positions. So I thought. That's probably where we'd morph into this podcast. And I know this is an expert area for you, right? Absolutely. And I'm actually going to disagree right out of the gate. You don't need to have different incentives across different parts of your team. And, you know, in my world, in the bigger picture of HR, uh, it's about everybody working towards the same goal. So, when you set up your compensation plan, you should be keeping that in mind. It's not maintenance guys versus service guys versus installers. It's a team that you've built to provide the best possible solutions to your customer. So if there's any animosity or if there's any inequity between those different groups, you can have a lot of political or social strife within your own team. And that distracts management and those team members from providing those solutions. So everything that I've built has been based on bringing everybody together, um, even down to the first on the first day of employment, whether you're dealing with a technician, installer, maintenance guy, whatever, or even your CSRs and dispatchers. I recommend a day one ride along. Send them into the field. Not to help, not as a helper, not to start training, just to observe what their future looks like. So for technicians, it gives them a glimpse into the future. For CSRs, it gives them a direct view of what they're supporting as part of that team. Because it's not just the different components of your field team, but also how it interacts with your office team. It's, again, another point of conflict in a lot of companies. So, you know... You have to have that communication and you have to provide a guiding star. Most people refer to it as your brand, your brand story. What does it mean to represent your brand? That's a focus that you can give everybody. And your compensation plans should absolutely reinforce that. So keep it simple and keep it consistent. Because if you have maintenance guys on hourly plus a couple of spiffs, while well, they're seeing service techs get commission when they do sales. Or if they're on Billy Stevens' sliding scale system, they're incentivized to drive those sales above all else. 
And then you have installers that some people give flat rate amounts to, some people are giving commission structure to, most of them are still giving them just straight hourly because all that matters is the sale. How does that help represent the brand? Isn't the quality of the work going in just as important as closing the deal in the first place? So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. So with my philosophy of the compensation plans, I've actually developed two different compensation plans um, over the last four years. One of them is very similar to what is promoted through Sarah with the service technicians and that sliding scale. I call it flex rate, but it incorporates service techs, maintenance techs, and installers to give everybody the opportunity to, based on their participation in each job, they're going to get revenue share. And the more work they complete, the higher their rate of pay is going to be at the end of the period. It's as simple as that. You have the opportunity to give yourself real-time pay raises every week. It's pretty solid. I mean, I'd, I'd love, I, as a technician, I would have loved to have been able to say, okay, I'm going to drive hard and I want to make 40 bucks an hour this week. I want to make 50 bucks an hour. I've got some people clearing over $100 an hour. And it's profitable. Because I'm managing the budget at the same time. I'm monitoring performance of not just each individual, but how the entire team is doing against company budgets. My second system is more recent, and it's a commission-based structure. So as work is being done, they're earning percentage of every gross dollar that is being processed through the company. Every job that's completed and paid for, they're earning that commission. At the end of each period, However many hours they worked, we're just combining those two and they get an efficiency bonus. So you've got your hourly rate. So you can tell Mr. Customer, yeah, I get paid hourly. You're, it's legit. You're an hourly employee. You're always going to get your hourly rate and you get this efficiency bonus. Cool. If you didn't earn enough, I throw a red flag and we have a conversation. Why did this happen? Is it a training opportunity? Is it you're just bad at your job? Is it what do we have to do to get you above here? Because we want you earning bonus. And the added benefit of this newest system is that it actually minimizes how much overtime expense you have because you still have to pay overtime on those bonuses, on those spiffs, on those commissions. So anybody that knows me on Facebook knows that I rant and rail about that about three or four times a year. Uh, you have to pay overtime, whether you're in yep. US or in Australia. Yep. I, I just want to um, uh, double back to uh, your comment um, that you're going to have to disagree. Now, one thing I didn't say is the, the, the incentive system we had in place was actually right, and it wasn't. It was exactly as you said. And, uh, you know, one, one thing that I've learned over the years um, – you know, when you're doing something that's not working, you have to find a solution and fix it, right? And sometimes we go a little bit too long on something that's just not working for the company because if it works for the technician and the company's, it's not working for the company, it's not a win-win, right? Um, and if it's working for the company, not for the technician, you're going to lose good technicians. So that's also not a win-win. And I'm, and I'm, 
as a Libran, I'm very, my personality likes things to be balanced. And when, when something's mm -hmm. out of balance, um, that is a problem for me and it has to be fixed. So the conversation I'm having with you now or the value you're sharing is probably makes sense to me more than anything I've heard in a long time about incentives. Now, as you know, Ian, I work with contractors in Australia. They don't mm -hmm. have access to uh, CIRA. There is Service Titan is, is being rolled out. Um, but I do know that the incentive, the simplified incentive plan, and I don't think I, I should probably tread carefully with using the word simplified because nothing is simple. If we if it was simple, everyone would be doing it. So it works with CIRA. And I've had a few of my coaching clients have asked me about a, a, a more simplified incentive plan. And that's why I, I was really keen to get you on the podcast to share um, your thoughts. And, um, and I'm hoping that more of our Australian members can connect with you and uh, and get something in place that's going to make it easier for them to manage and 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 uh, administer it and make it a win-win and have it so that um, the company makes money and the team are happy because isn't that what it's all about? But then if everyone did that, you wouldn't have a business, would you? Well, <laughs> true. <laughs> but people are going to be people no matter how happy they are. There's there's always going to be some actor that decides to take a shortcut. Um, there's always going to be some snooping government agency that pokes their nose in that you have to be prepared for. Uh, I'm way less expensive than a lawyer on retainer. And even if I only answer one question a year for you, I've more than paid. I've more than returned the value, let alone if I've if I'm tied in with your compensation plan and I'm, you know, helping you manage your budgets and making sure you're staying under your labor targets. Um, and, but bringing your team together and that team engagement minimizes the risk to your brand. It minimizes the risk of people starting fistfights in the middle of a meeting. It, I've seen all manners of things over the years with contractors. So at the end of the day, both of my systems, I only need three pieces of information. Well, really four. I need to know the gross revenue of the job. I need to know if it was a tech-generated lead and who turned it over. I need to know who sold it. And I know, need to know who the assigned techs are. That's it. That's the only information I need to get from any system, whether it's Sarah, House Call Pro, Service Titan, or pen and paper. That's all I need. I can do data entry, process the numbers. It's straight percentages. It's it's objective math. The other the other challenge that most companies face when they're trying to realign their compensation plans or something's just off, they're doing they're making decisions in a vacuum or they're only talking to their coach advisor, whether it's me, whether it's you, um, or any of the others out there. They're not talking to their team. They're not finding out, would you prefer hourly pay raise or do you want a target commission? My DIFCOM system is a commission with a safety net. That's all it is. It can be described a hundred different ways. There's the technical description, but 
how you sell it to your internal customers matters. What interests them? When you send a tech into a customer's home, you can't go in preconceiving everything. You have to respond to them. You have to feed back what they want or else you're going to get your butt kicked out of the door and they're not going to do business with you. And your KPIs are down. You don't have that incentive pay because you're not being efficient. You might find yourself promoted to customer. It, it happens. So you have to communicate intentionally, not just on compensation, but on most policies. If you're saying, hey, we're going to introduce this great new benefit for the company. Do they want it? Or did you just find something that looks good to you and you got a good deal on it? So you want to sell the crap out of this, but who's buying it? Great. We have this benefit that we didn't ask for. I'd much rather have this. You've created more animosity instead of solving an internal problem. So whether you're dealing with your internal customers, which are all your employees across all the teams that you need working together or your external customers that you're trying to deliver those services to, you have to communicate and you have to do it intentionally and effectively. Love it, Ian. You've, um, I've got a, a podcast coming up with um, the Garrard's door guy, uh, Tommy Mello, and uh, I know he's um, written a book and he talks about internal customers versus external customers. And I'd, I'd like to, um, you know, get your view on that. And I, th I think we're on the same page, but I never presume what someone else is thinking. That's always got me in trouble. But um, yeah, look, the the need to, to simplify this, um, you know, with the different types of personalities. And basically, you know, we've got our communicators, the guys that like to make sales. We've got our uh, technicians that just want to fix shit. And that's basically summarizing it. Um, and then we've got the guys that really love, really love the challenge of big sales. And, you know, I think every company, well, not every company, the smaller companies don't have that guy. But um, having a pay... Uh, incentive plan, reward plan, whatever you want to call it, in place that fits everyone would be, in my view, one of the greatest things a company can do to grow. Uh, besides, you know, um, being profitable and having the efficiencies and and everything in order, but uh, that's one thing that not too sure when Sarah's going to come down under, but I can't wait because I, I just see it such an amazing product that focuses on efficiencies and, and profits, but, um, but that's not my company and I'll, I'll keep pushing Billy and uh, he'll get sick of me and say, bugger off, we'll get there one day. But, um, but yeah, I want to do the right thing by um, all the Australians that are tuned in and, um, and I want them to have access to you, Ian, but um until we actually get that product in Australia, Sarah, I'm talking about, um, I want our um, listeners that, that want to connect with you just to see if there is a way that we can uh, utilize your incentive plan with, it should work with any company, right? Uh, oh, ab absolutely. Like I said, it comes down to just accessing those four pieces of information, whether I build it off and build it out and you know, have a streamlined version that is managed in-house and run without my ongoing involvement, or if we're plugged in and helping you manage the team based on the results of that efficiency. I've got both directions on that on that DIFCOM system. 
Uh, flex rate is definitely a little bit more labor intensive and requires ongoing management and maintenance. Mm. So, but really, these are the questions like, you know, you mentioned just a little bit ago that you don't want to presume what, uh, you know, what my philosophy is or what I'm thinking or what I'm trying to express. Well, that's my entire world. Because I deal with hundreds, I have hundreds of contractors across the US. I think I've got companies in 43 states right now, uh, almost a quarter of them in California because they're straight up nuts. <laughs> but it, it's it's crazy. I've got yep. three times as many California companies as I do in Minnesota where I live. Um, but every business owner, I don't take sides on your business philosophy as long as it's legal, <laughs> as long as you're not trying to undercut people or, you know, rip them off or steal from them or, you know, exploit workers, which is why we have all these labor laws in the first place. As long as you're act not actively trying to, you know, do something wrong, I'll support whatever business philosophy that you have. You just need to express it to me. And if you can't express it to me, is it a valid business philosophy? So I help ask those questions. What resonates best with you and your team? Do you want pay raises in real time? Can your software support that? There's logistical questions. Are you good with a commission target? You know, flat, you're flat pricing or flat rating everything. Great. That makes commission really easy because mm -hmm. you're building that price based on these percentages for labor, for uh, material, for overhead, and for profit. You know, you have sub you have subdivisions of all of these, but you don't have to. You can simplify it. But ultimately it comes down to each individual business owner. What can they wrap their head around? What information is their is their chosen business coach or uh, best practice business group? What are they promoting? What are they understanding and helping you with? Because I don't want to interfere with that. My job is to help you deal with employees when they choose to go off script. So you set all these processes and procedures. You've got this compensation plan. What happens on DIFCOM if three weeks in a row, they're not efficient? They've hit that safety net and they're running in the red. Guess what? You got to bring down that hourly rate. You got to renegotiate their pay. In Australia, you give them a chance to correct behaviors that will make it positive. And then you get to choose either proceeding with that termination on all those rules that I'll let you deal with your lawyer on or renegotiate the agreement with them, which is completely valid. Hmm. So you have to know, and it all comes down to accountability, accountability oh. for yourself, accountability for your employees, and even accountability for your customers, because there are bad actors out there too. You have to hold them accountable. You don't just roll over because they're the customer. The customer is not always right, but the customer is always the customer. So you have to balance that. And just like employees, just like customers, if you let one get away with something that's bad or against the brand or against ethics, it becomes permissible. And it becomes a bigger problem over time. Love it. You've thrown so much value to, uh, to <laughs> our listeners. Um, now you mentioned that what 
to do if uh, an employee goes off script. Have you ever worked mm-hmm. with a company where an employee does go off script? Oh, my goodness. All the time. <laughs> the uh, expression on your face. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, no, what I'm, I'm sorry. I got the question wrong. Have you ever worked with a company where the, the employee actually follows the script? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always <laughs> there's always good and bad on every team. Uh, no. um, but it's but the biggest issue is that most of the time the failure is on leadership. They haven't set those clear expectations. They haven't communicated correctly. They haven't provided the training or the tools for them, for the team to meet those expectations. And I face the same challenges in my own company. I throw spaghetti against the wall and say, okay, I want this result. Figure out how to do it. They find a way to do it. And I go, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. Well, then you should have told us how you wanted to do it. That's on me. I can't yell at them if I didn't give them clear expectations and goes same thing in any company. Yeah. So you have to set those expectations clearly so that when somebody does go off script or they try to find a shortcut, you hold them accountable for going off script, but sometimes they found a better way. So it's not just about accountability. It's not just about throwing the book at them and firing or writing up or anything like that, but investigating a discrepancy in the process. Okay, you chose to do this. How did it help represent the brand? What was the result of this? Do we need to change our expectations and start the process over? That's a possibility, but you have to be open to it. And so many employers, uh, bosses, managers, it's their way or the highway. They think they're the only ones that know what it is. And even if they think they're open-minded, it's how they're presenting themselves and their brand. This is my brand. This is my system. Okay, that's great. What does that actually look like from their viewpoint? It, it, it's a it's not a there is no flip of the switch answer on company culture or team engagement or things like that. Some groups are happy with a pizza party. Some are happy with, you know, a quarterly barbecue at the shop. Some are good with, thank you. You did a great job. That's all it takes. Mm. You did a good job. They like money too, which is why you have incentive pay plans. (laughs) And if you're tracking against budgets, you also, my systems also track how far under budget you've come so that you can pay out discretionary bonuses. You can be generous and thank you, whether it's funding training, funding pizza parties, straight out cash bonuses that you're giving people, whatever you want, but it's all within your budget structure. I love that. We, um, I mean, I when I first started working with Service Roundtable, I think around 2005, and then um, you know, ventured on to Charlie Greer and Kenny Chapman and Joe Cunningham mm-hmm. and had I've had Matt Michelle and uh and David and Mark Madison all down giving me advice. But one of the very first things I did, um, and I think was it was probably fifteen plus years ago, where we had a line item in the budget for incentive separate to direct labor and indirect labor, and that worked well. But um 
we're we're getting close to the end of the show, Ian, and uh, I just I know I'm going to be touching on this in uh, in podcast with Tommy, but what's more important, your internal customers, your team, or your external customers, your customers? And it is a chicken and the egg sort of a situation, right? And I'm going to take the very classic HR answer. There is no answer. It, they're equally important. It's exactly the same thing within your internal customers, which is more important, the support team or the technical team. Without the support team, your guys don't know where to go. Without the text, the customers aren't getting solutions. Without the customers, you have nobody to send the text to, and you're not, you can't pay for the text. Without the text, you're not doing anything to collect the customer money. So it is all equally valuable. And that's, I mean, there, there is a reason why I settled on the name, the big picture, because everything has to be looked at from the view of the big picture at the top level. Everybody below the employer, the owner of the company has their own big picture view that is part of that greater whole. But that's where you have to have that those lines of intentional communication and make sure that everybody's operating towards the same goals. So I know it's kind of a cheat on the question, but uh -huh. they're all equally important. Well, if you don't mind, I'll give you my view. Sure. Um, so a couple of things. Is the customer always right? And I think we've touched on this. No, there is customers that are not right. Um, and one thing that I found that one of the best things we did in our business is when we separated uh, the CSR, the call taker from the dispatcher, because if the companies that are using the same person, um, you know, the our, our technicians never felt like when they were waiting on hold and they couldn't get through to anyone because a customer call came in, they didn't feel like they were that important. So once we actually decided to give the technicians a really good communication method and, um, you know, I had a, I had a bit of a punch up with a consultant long, long before I ever uh, got involved with Service Roundtable and, and uh, we had an argument about, you know, I always believed the customer was the number one and without the, and we got into a real punch up because he said, no, nah, your internal customers, your team more important. And I, I agree with you. I, I think it's a balance, but I, I just want, want for everyone that's listening, if you put more energy into giving your team uh, the love and not everyone's motivated by money, are some of the, the longest term employees I had at my companies like over 20 years, just wanted to be with his family more. He didn't want to be putting in the big hours. He, he he wanted the right money, but his his number one focus uh, priority was to have a life outside of the company. So not everyone is going to put in the hours and wants to be rewarded for for in, for money. So I think you've got to uh, look at all aspects of you know a thank you is great. Um, sometimes a you know, take take a um, a long weekend, take a day off. Day we used to give days off on birthdays, and look, we did all the things that all the all the uh, the the top companies do, and some worked and some didn't. But but I just wanted to say that, yeah, everyone that's listening, if you give your your internal customers more love 
and uh, really nurture and look after them, get a, a really fair incentive system in place, you'll you'll see um, a massive improvement on the culture of that company. So I'm going to let you um, take us to um, nearly a near close, which will be soon. Um, but um, I always ask all my um all my podcast guests, is there any special book that you're listening to? It can be a a, book, a readable book or a or a um, a Kindle book or an Audible or even a podcast that is going to add value. Well, I'm a I'm a classic reader. I don't do I other than getting interviewed on podcasts. I don't actually follow a lot, but I actually have two books. They're from the same author. Uh, first one is It's Your Ship. And the second is get your ship together. Um, you know, this is from you know Michael Abershoff, uh, who was a formal former commander in the U.S. Navy, and uh, just talking about inspiring leadership. And this is exactly what we've been talking about. Is I don't think we've actually disagreed on the whole internal external customer. The challenge right now is that so many business owners, their focus is on that external customer and bringing in that revenue that they've not put as much effort. We're both saying the same thing. We need to balance those scales. You have to put thought and consideration into your internal customers. And that's what leadership is, is working with your team to get everybody where they want to be. You as the business owner want a profitable and sustainable and growing company uh, being able to provide solutions to the customer. Your employees want a purpose that drives them every day. And they want a sense of satisfaction. These are two core human needs. And you as the employer who has them in your grasp for eight hours a day or more, uh, you have huge impact on this, fulfilling this daily need. So these books really focus on driving the leadership and and how to motivate your team to join you in providing those solutions. Love it, Ian. So how do our listeners get a hold of you? So my website is thebigpictureconsulting.com. Um, I haven't found access to the shorter domain names yet, but um, you can also find me on Facebook. My name is literally h.r.guy. I am HR guy. Um, and if you know any other contractors, uh, you can ask about me, hey, do you know how I can get all of the HR guy? And they'll link me. It's not a problem. Um, but I'll provide all my information to you. They can also contact you to get directly passed on to me with my phone number, email. Um, I'll talk about my services. I'd be happy to provide you know leadership support and um, compensation plan development and management. Uh, for our friends down under, um, I'm, I'm always exploring how I can help. And that's, that is my core mission is to help the trades. Yeah, look, I'm with you at 100%. I think we're we're both on a very similar mission. And uh, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you into our private group workshop because they, um, I, I know, um, most of my clients or our clients, you know, me and me and Joe, are looking for a, an easier way to uh, to manage the incentives within the business. So, thanks again uh, for joining us, Ian. 
really do appreciate it. And I want to thank everyone uh, for joining in to another uh, episode of Pipeline to Profitability. And uh, thanks again uh, for joining me, Ian. Thank you for having me. Cheers, my friend.